Oh, the worst. I know. Because I would always start crying. But we were listening to it, and it was sweet, and you went to go get gas. I remember this, yeah. Yeah. You know, ruined a moment with getting gas. Yeah, you did pull over to get gas. That's better than having gas. I might have preferred you having gas. That would have been funny. I don't know. (laughs) Um, You know what... uh, you know what they say, you know, doesn't pay rent, it's got to go, you know, got to let it out. Hey, howdy, hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, welcome to Mike's Monday Jams, the official podcast of music appreciators everywhere. Today we're going to be talking about If It's Love by the band Train. Let's get it. Alrighty, first one of February for you, February 5th, 2024, um, and also the first band to be talked about twice, have a whole episode dedicated to um, twice on the pod, in the wow. podcast era, isn't that crazy? Um, I, I think we're, we're going to have to start to, and we'll have to have this discussion, and we welcome any feedback, like... Um, because normally I've been switching up the seasons of Mike's Monday Jams in the month of February, like, mm. because I started it in February. So, and that oh. one, that must've been like 2019. So what, that was now five years from five, five years ago. Yeah. So, wow. Look at us. Look at us now. Just from throwing up songs on the gram on stories to now, you know, actually talking about them and actually making videos and, and, you know digesting it a little further yeah. so that's that's pretty exciting um so happy fifth birthday to mike's monday jams uh, but yeah it is like it's like so we started the pod in july yes so that doesn't match up with the 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 instagram timeline but unless you, know. you did double the seasons yeah i'm because I'm, july would have been six months ago yeah, I don't know. I might just honestly stop putting it on my own Instagram because we have a whole Instagram dedicated to the show. I don't know. That brings you joy and you have your stories. I don't know. No, now it's like, it's confusing. I don't, I don't want to confuse the masses. I'm trying to be accessible. Whatever you want to do. We'll see. TBD. But nevertheless, first one of February. What are your thoughts um, on February? What are my thoughts? My, February's probably one of my least favorite months of the year. Um, not, it just like i don't know there's just nothing really i don't know i it's not like it's like too far after christmas it's still really cold i mean you're probably gonna get some snow probably not um you're not to spring break yet i mean yeah you don't get president's day off anymore no and it's like it used to be where never mind take that back it you'll get a twinge of spring like maybe twice in the month of february it'll be like one day it's 65 which is what's happening at home right now maybe we won't experience that this year which is even worse to not get the twinge of spring even though um, puxatani phil did not see his shadow right honestly spoiled to the major chord that one you know didn't want an, an extra oh, two weeks of winter sorry there. i didn't mean to spoil your major chord with the you know, but that's fine. I'll think of another one. I almost time. called him a gopher. He's not a gopher. What's the difference between a groundhog and a gopher? That I could not tell you. Um, you would have to do some more research on that one. All right. 
nevertheless. Um, but yeah, first one of February. February, you know, the it's it's an exciting February though because it is a, a leap year. So that's that is exciting. That is pretty cool. That only happens, you know, once every four years. Um, and they my say, boss at oh, work, we were we were having our daily um, afternoon little like five minute catch up meeting, mm-hmm. and it was the other day. It was February first, and he was like oh february short month blah 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 and i was like oh like you know we were just like making small talk till everybody got in the meeting and i was like i was like oh like you know it's it's leap year we get extra day and it seemed like he's great boss great guy kind of seemed like maybe he didn't understand the concept of leap year because then he was acting he was like oh our analytics are going to be boosted like february is going to look so good i'm like it's still fewer days than any other day of the Correct. of the There's year. There's no other month that has 29 days. Yeah, no. There <laughs> I was like, I was like it's matter. still going to be less than any other month because it still has fewer days, which I don't think he was getting the gist of. And I'm kind of like, how do you, how, do, huh? How, how well, is this not adding up? But I think he just wanted to seem excited. He's very positive. I think he just wanted to seem excited. That's fine. So I'm happy for him that he was excited about that. But I don't think what he was excited about is going to occur. So if you're born on leap year, do you celebrate your birthday on the 28th or March 1st? I think you celebrate it on March 1st. Or both. No, I think you celebrate it on March 1st because you would have been born the day after February 28th. Right. Which every year, other year, would be March 1st. I say both. Por que no los dos, senorita? Um, you know, why not? I don't know. When two I turned 21, everybody said I celebrated too much. So. Uh, you should talk to Tommy about that one. Um, but, yes, February. Woohoo. Um, rolling right right through the winter. Hoping spring is right around the corner because it is still cold outside. So... Um, but nevertheless, um, today's episode, uh, was, you know, garnered with, um, the fact that we, M and I here, EC and MC, as always, are less than a hundred days away from getting hitched. So, um, we wanted to highlight the old a song. ball and chain over here. <laughs> ball and chain. We wanted to highlight a song today that's on the wedding playlist and to also draw attention to the fact that I need to boost the wedding playlist or we need to boost the wedding playlist because it's still only like 14 songs long right now so well um, babe, you know it's just songs we're only putting songs on there that we feel very strongly about okay we d- did hire a DJ we can't give him a list of more than like maybe 20 songs i can't tell him how to do his job no we did pay him a good amount of money to doesn't do it himself know, doesn't he know who i am probably it, isn't he a listener Mike? it's probably why he wants to do the wedding listen big thing um we were watching a grizzlies game the other day and when you watch grizzlies on local tv um like on the valley sports network or whatever they put all the local commercials and grind city media always advertises their podcast or whatever <laughs> so you know, we were like in the commercial breaks, just like looking up the podcasts, and like we had more five star ratings than most <laughs> Grind City Media podcasts, baby. Mike's Monday Jam is going places. Just as we do, however, we are just two people that do all of this ourselves. Yes. Versus them that are. They have a whole studio. They have a whole studio in the FedEx Forum. Yeah. Are a small company. It is kind of crazy that they're still... Tr- I mean, I appreciate the tenacity, but they've been trying to push 
all those shows for years, and the only one that anybody cares about is Chris Vernon show, and I can't stand Chris, Chris Vernon. Vernon. Except, uh, except on the Augusta except song. during the Masters. Yeah. <laughs> during the Masters, I can stand Chris Vernon, but the rest of the time, dude needs to chill the hell out. Kiss Vernon. Sorry, sorry, Kiss, if you were interested in having us on the show. Oh, I'll, I'll take it back. I'll take it back. Yeah, we'll, we will um, put a pause on our hating. Speaking for, of the Masters, huh? I realized I'm going to be on my Bachelorette during the Masters, which means on my Bachelorette, You're I'm going to be watching. making all my girlfriends watch golf. But imagine I would be so proud. the Masters at the beach. <laughs> That's so fun. Just no making those nasty pimento. Oh, absolutely not no pimento. But I would, I would love to have the little um, the juleps that they have. Like that is like bucket list dream. Like go to the masters and have the julep. Um, It does seem like a lot of walking, a lot of standing, but it does feel like it'd be totally worth it. So I'm just saying. Or I guess you get the chairs. I mean, would you be of the school of thought of? Park it at a single hole, or like, well, would you want to follow? I think people? from when right. Dad and I you have caught that you can. Oh, here comes the yawn. I'm yawning. Here comes. I'm not yawn. bored. I swear. I think yawn. that you can take the chairs and take them to wherever, and like the way the Masters works with all the rules and everything. Like you put your chair somewhere, like people don't touch them. Yeah, it's a courtesy thing. So it's like that's your home base, and you can leave the chairs there, and like so nothing's you would going to happen to them. Plan it, park it somewhere, and mm-hmm. then. Cool. That works. But yeah, but we'll be driving back to Orlando for me to fly home on su- on Master Sunday, and I'm like, dang, I'll have to watch it in the car because that's the most important day. You're Unless nobody that I care about, well, is, it like, doesn't matter. It's still like the sports spectacle because even yes, then, no, I still watch not, it, but I won't I won't care as much to like be like on my phone watching it. But like, if Rory could win the Masters, like everyone yeah, but, is going to be paying attention but, to it, like. Part of the charm of major tournaments like that is like you get invested in maybe somebody you don't know because they have some like really yes. cool story and then you're like oh my oh. omg nick dunlap sure. the bam boy you just turned oh, pro yeah. mm-hmm. he wins the masters that, that'd, that'd be, be crazy cool. that'd be kind of cool that'd be crazy <laughs> but what a turn of events um didn't think you'd be adding a major golf tournament into your bachelorette weekend i just realized that this week has like just this week they've like started you know putting the classic ad everywhere and it's i'm like oh my god april 13th is master sunday Mm -hmm. i know what i'm doing april 13th (laughs) anyway highlighting (laughs) a song from the wedding playlist um this is one that emma and i adore um that i I don't know. It's it's a really good tune, and I don't want to spend too much time talking about the band themselves because we have a whole episode dedicated to um, Train as they're now featured second time in the podcast era, as previously stated. Um, but, you know, what's not to love about Pat Monahan and, and his crew? So And um, his son. And his son, Rock. Rock. I almost called him Brick. No. <laughs> but that's Stephen A. on General Hospital. Brick, this is... When you stole your heart. Brick. <laughs> oh Brick my God. money. God, that, wow. Um, how did nobody realize until Dude, recently? Until this past two weeks, we had no idea Stephen A was a semi regular on Edition. General Hospital. I mean, he's he's a man of many talents. Wow. One, one of my give many us your, idols. Give, give it to us. Give what? You know, I kind of like Charles Odd. He got wings, he can fly. 
He's got claws on his feet, could use them as weapons. He's not as limited as, say, Blastoise or Venusaur. You know what? I kind of like Charizard. Um, the fire on the tail, the wings, he can fly. There you go. Mike's been saying this day and night and it's funny. all the time. He is genuinely a goofy guy. Would love to meet him. Would love to. He, like, you talk about dream, like, Bachelor Bachelorette invites Stephen, Stephen A. Stephen A. Sure. Smith. Yeah. Absolutely. We can invite him to the wedding. He can be one of the celebrity invites <laughs> to the wedding. He is your coworker. You can say from one coworker to another. I can send him an Evite. You sure can. <laughs> Maybe. Fingers crossed. You know. I mean, I think he gets fan mail like on his podcast. That's kind of fun. So we can invite him. I'll have to start watching. Um, but this album we've not talked about Saving San Francisco um, came out in 2009. I actually this was one of the the ones that I got and. This, this is a new video idea, and, you know, if you're listening, you're going to get a, a preview to this. Um, like, I guess core memory, like, CD purchases from mm. childhood. I think that'd be a fun, like, back-and-forth conversation with you because this would be one for me. Like, I remember buying Save Me San Francisco with, like, my, you know, whatever allowance I got that week from cutting the grass and helping out around the house um, from the Germantown Target, like, in 09 to 2010 whatever um and i i cranked it man i was i put it on the ipod you bought it from the germantown target mm-hmm. you I had your own the, target i know but i think we were just like around mm. the area doing something else infiltrating and our like, target yes and then we popped in um saw it and i was like "Ooh, this is that new album or whatever and cute and i i loved it i um put it on the ipod and i listened to it all the time start to finish and um, I think it's the only train album I've ever listened to start to finish, but it's it's a pretty great album. I don't know if you have any like specific childhood memories with this one. Um, it was just like one of those things that like my mom talks about a lot that like like we me I would listen with her in the car. Things like all the pop rocks. Yeah. Um, and all the country, all those things we would listen to together in the car. So this is very like. Um, me and my mom chilling at the car kind of vibes chilling chilling is the opposite of stressing yeah it is, is. Um, so yeah it, it's also just like a generally like really good feeling album mm-hmm. um, you know they're generally speaking very good feeling band except with you know their most popular song of all time is super depressing but um, you love but it, it sounds anyway. happy Kinda, yeah. It's it's more like hopeful, yeah. You know, um, and reminiscent. But um, I I remember having the CD, and yeah, it's probably their best work. It rivals California Thirty Seven um, mm-hmm. for for that that title. Um, four singles, um, with the first one being, of course, you know it. Um, you know, the fridge song, as Emma likes to call it. Um, hey, soul <laughs> sister. I call it the fridge song because when I was little, it was in the GE commercial, and they specifically were like closing the fridge listening to the song. So I didn't know what the song was, and I asked my dad. I was like, "Hey, can like, can you put the song the fridge song on my iPod Nano?" It's like we had I, to we had to decipher what I meant. I bet the fridge song and um, like House of Gold were like the reason why ukulele sales just like skyrocketed. Oh, absolutely. When I and, like. 2011, 2012. When I had a ukulele and I did have two, 
And Charlie, famously, her little brother, actually pulled one apart, really, and put a, like, a guitar pick an electric electric ukulele. Because he was like, can I destroy your ukulele? And I was like, sure. Um, But the only song I ever learned how to play on it was Hey Soul Sister, because I just thought it was too hard. I don't know how y'all play the guitar. I thought the ukulele was too hard. I didn't want to put the effort into it. It's only four strings. It has, like, weirder chord shapes than... It does, hurt my hand, even though it's small. The, the strings are, like, not even metal. They're, like... I mean, I can't reach it. It's a tiny neck. I have tiny hands. Excuses. So, you you succumbed to the ukulele trend, but didn't follow Absolutely. through. Absolutely. I tried to learn House of Gold. Didn't learn it. And then, yeah, and the the um, the video of them on tour, and they play um, Can't Help Falling in Love, the Elvis cover, mm-hmm. you know? It was, like, those three things. It's, like, ukulele sales just went... <laughs> So, um, but yeah, the Fridge song, um, this song we're talking about today, um, Marry Me, and the title track, Save Me San Francisco, which is a bop, um, and uh, a fun one to, to hear them play live at that, but, um, you know, a song that means a lot to us, has some, some history here, and, um, you know, thinking about things on the, on the wedding playlist, you know, other things that I think have to be played, um, you know, his cheeseburger. Of course. Um, I actually thought about that being my processional, but um, yeah. the string quartet we're having at the wedding said that they, they didn't, didn't know how to the play it. Sad. Um, the entire 2112 suite by Rush got got to play that. Um, you know, we're all going to sit I'm there not for so 21 sure about minutes. That one. Or how 23 minutes, I think it is, and just we're just going to. You can play that as you're getting it. ready. You can make all the boys listen to that. Um, and of course, Mambo number five. Oh, that is a real must play. Any good party is going to love hearing Mambo number five. Do you have any other must plays? Um, well, I mean, I said on the podcast last week that I really want us to listen to Dance Her Home. Oh, five o'clock somewhere. That, that might be, or, you know, 10 rounds of Jose Cuervo, you know. Oh. <laughs> Um, but the adverse, of course, you know, got got to include the do not place to the DJ. Yes, I'm um, serious about having a do not playlist. You know, it's probably not a good time for Nat King Cole's The Christmas Song. Probably um, not. In May, so we <laughs> should probably scratch that one. Just not rest your open fire. You know. Cheers, Lord, throwing on their Blueberry Fago. You would blueberry. F- I love blueberry fago. Not. At the I don't wedding. need us to play it at the wedding though. Um, and God forbid somebody put on closing time while we're trying to. Re- no. I, I hate being told to leave by hearing closing not. time by Simi Do something else. Like play a like a better like, you know, toast to the evening kind of song mm-hmm. versus like, hey, get the hell out. You know, like. <laughs> I, I think there's there's so many better options, but I God forbid the DJ plays closing time. Yeah, they all hear it from me. Yeah, um, I don't want to hear "Don't Stop Believing." Ugh, no, or "Living on a Prayer." Sorry, I did I did Pilates to "Living on a Prayer" yesterday. It was on the playlist. Interesting Pilates song. It was interesting. Then we did Pilates Thunderstruck, <laughs> which was why I clicked on it because I was like, you know. I'm a baby girl. I do Pilates to thunder through thunderstruck. Saving coming out of the tunnel. Oh yeah. Walking out. Um, 
but the the album itself came out in October twenty twenty. Oh, wait, wait, whoa, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. two thousand nine. What? I came up with one other must play. Okay, let's hear it. Rattlin' Bog. <laughs> oh, the Rattlin' Bog, the bog down in the valley. Oh, rare bog, the Rattlin' Bog, the bog down in the valley. We should not tell anybody the rules. No, it's just everyone figures it out as everyone yes, who can. knows it starts doing it. But then the question is, is it Wait, one, this is actually such a good idea. One, this is hilarious. Is it one massive circle or is it oh. multiple circles? So here, it's hold on, no, at no. your table. Every, well, no, everybody from the wedding party should have a circle. Oh, yes. It'd be like, okay, at this time you need to play Rattlin' Bog. We're going to make sure we're in a circle at this time and then other people can start circling up. Yeah, it's like we tell them ahead of time. Like there's going to be a certain point where we're going to play Rattlin' Bog. Make sure each of you is responsible for a circle. Go. <laughs> as soon as you start hearing the the jig, the slap. Yes, every okay, so it's a, like everyone in the wedding party is responsible for creating a circle. Maybe we should have like a keyword where we start like whispering in each other's ears, like Uncle. Uncle. <laughs> uncle. Alright, wedding party, if you're listening, keywords uncle. The you know keyword is you know what to do. And if you don't know, oh, you're in for a hell of a treat, baby. I don't think there's anyone at our wedding party that doesn't know how to play Rattlin' Bog. No, I just meant, like, for attendees. Oh, yeah, y'all can figure it out. If you're unaware of the... You're gonna figure it out. ...the premise, then uh, you will you will be um, pleasantly surprised. Oh, that um, was a great idea, I just said. <laughs> Good job. Thanks. Um, so, Saving San Francisco comes out in October tw- 2009. Uh, they... Their previous album, so, did not do well. Um, it is called, for me, it's you. It has no singles um, at all. Like, you, I tried looking at the track list, be like, oh, yeah, but I'm sure I know, like, something. Nope, not at all. That's whack. So, no singles. And this was after, you know, their first three albums that contained, like, you know, Drops Jupiter, uh, Meet Virginia, Calling All Angels, th- that sort of thing. But they put out that, that album, and it did not do well at all. Flop so they, era flopped they went into a hiatus for a couple years because they did flop um and then they come back to save me san francisco and like they all stayed in interviews like they had like such a great time recording it like such a great time coming back to the music and i feel like you can really tell because of the content of the songs but also just the way they sound do you think it maybe saved them it also could have saved them you know, both spiritually, um, professionally, and financially. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I think there are a lot. Uh, there's a lot of just as San there. Francisco did. Yes, and um, they went back to San Fran- their roots, San Francisco, to record the album and, and whatnot. But um, it so the the album is a bit of a comeback. Um, they were so excited to get back in the studio with one another that they wrote over eighty songs for this album. That's a lot. Which is a lot. And I wonder, again... If they like, were Morgan Wallen, every one of those songs would have gotten made. We just, like... I wonder, like, what songs moved on. Like, what were the... We'll save that one for later. Or if they just never, like, tapped oh, into... Oh, yeah. Did they... Like, did they also write California 37? Right. <laughs> and that's and why it's so just, good. Right. Because, like, the Rolling Stones famously did that. Like, t- the album Tattoo You was just, you know, extra from some girls. And so... It's like, you know, why don't reinvent the wheel? If the songs sound good, then just throw them together and, and uh, put out an album. But I don't, I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't say anything about that. And, you know, maybe if we ever have Pat Monahan, that would be like a, 
a dream guest to have on this show. Or we could go on train tracks on the poles. Yeah, duh. I mean, we've got more um, five-star ratings than some Grind City Media podcasts. So put us on train tracks, Pat. Yes, so we we could go... I don't know where they broadcast train tracks from. I'd assume probably California. California. But I know that life is life from is New, in York. New York. Yeah. So, ah, it'd we be could be awesome. on both of them. Yeah, it'd be awesome to just like casually run into John, you know, on Like, Fifth where is or the Sirius XM office in Manhattan? We can find it. Um, just camp out. Yeah. Anyway, um,. And he, from what I understand, John's a very like approachable guy. Like he'll take you, take a picture with you. He'll, you know, kiss you on the mouth. <laughs> he'll, you know, give your legs a massage. You know. Yeah. All y'all would be really happy about any of those things. He'll uh, he'll pop your back. You know. <laughs> he'd be like, oh, I see your back needs. You know, turn around. Do little you look a little stiff, dude. And, you know, he's this is what I do to Andy Cohen every night. <laughs> he's got you covered. Um, so, but no, I had the album's great. It's one of the best and, um, definitely makes me think about that era of listening to a bunch of CDs and burning them to my iPod and whatnot. And I used to get so annoyed sometimes when, you know, cause this was era of like iTunes, right? Ugh. Um, and so like you had to burn the CD to iTunes and I always used to get like so mad when like all of the data for the song didn't carry over. Oh, and you have to re put it in. But no, like, especially like that, because it would say, like, track one, track two, mm-hmm. track, and you're like, bruh. So then you have to type it in. But then, like, it didn't have the album cover either. And so you have to go find the album cover, which mm-hmm. genuinely, it didn't matter initially. But, like, I love looking at album covers, right? Like, big collector of physical media here. So I think that's a big part of the listening mm-hmm. experience as well. Um, it didn't matter as much when iPods didn't have screens, but then when they started oh, to have yeah, screens, like, then I got it doesn't matter annoyed. on your shuffle, but it matters on your Nano. Right, because it's like I didn't, you know, I didn't want to just look at the picture of the little eighth note music, you know, yeah. stock image that it that it would that it would pull up. So that was just something that went through half my head. And sometimes when you went to like click to link it to the iTunes Store, because sometimes they could pull data from the store. You know, sometimes I wouldn't always pull it, depending on which, like, version of the CD that you had, so. No, yeah, it was. <sighs> struggles. It was a lot of struggles. A nine-year-old, like, um, and there were. There My also, dad would do it for me until then, like, I probably when I was, like, fifth grade or so, I started doing it myself. There were also, like, certain um, computers in my house that had the CD drive. You know, mm. so it was like if somebody was using it, it's like, oh, I can't use it until something's done. And or, you know, it's just a whole, a whole struggle that the, kid, the kids these days would just never understand. I mean, really. Um, but alas. Well, my dad didn't get Spotify until last year. I was a very early customer of Spotify. Um, I and I, I can prove it. Um, some of like the songs that I've liked, you know, it'll tell you the date that you like them. I mean, I've got songs that were liked in early 2015, and they still say, like, that date that they were liked. So I was I was on the Spotify train very, very early. I was a, a slightly early adopter of streaming, but I had the Apple Music because I had so many CDs ripped to my iTunes. And if you had it on Apple Music, then it still had all the stuff that you had downloaded onto your device. It still had all the things that you'd gotten from iTunes and had ripped from CDs and stuff. And I didn't want 
to have to switch to something new when I had done all that work that we were just talking about for my stuff in the music app. But then when things started coming around being like, you can transfer everything over and it was like an app that would transfer it for you. That was how Mike convinced me into switching to Spotify a couple of years ago. And no hate to Apple music. It's fine. I just think Spotify is better. There's just more features. There's more. The number one thing that's better about Spotify is adding things to the queue adding things to the queue but also like it, there's more personalization to spotify like there the daily mixes the the day lists now um day list check day, day list, list check, alert day list, day list what, alert what, what are we working with I, I always love it when people post their their day list too on some of them are weird because though. they are quite strange okay day list check for me funk festival sunday afternoon I don't even know what some of this stuff is. Not the, the funk festival. Mine is Mountain Music Pumpkin Spice Afternoon. Pumpkin Spice? It's February. I know, right? This is a weird playlist. It has a lot of the 1975 and also Morgan Wallen and Noah Kahn. I'm like, I see one Pearl Jam song. I kind of like this playlist. I see one Pearl Jam song on here, and then everything else I've n- never, literally never heard of some of these. A lot of these songs I actually listen to a lot. Actually, I say some of these, like, literally all of these, like, The Mindless Matters, um, Ominous Sea Pods. Oh, scary. Um, Super Gravity, like, who the, I have no idea who these people are. Like, yeah, it's like, okay, so there's all these, like, obscure really bands. interesting. And then it's just, like, a live version of Daughter from Pearl Jam. Okay, <laughs> whatever. AI tweaking this morning. I Mine is good. Mine had country and and um, alternative. That's what I listen to every day. I think most of most of the time my day lists are good. But also, I'm, I pulled it up and I saw it. Did you see Billy Joel released a new single? What? Yeah. It's been like years. I think decades since that man has like. Why did he do content. that? I'm not sure. I haven't listened to it. I don't know how it is. Hmm. I thought he was like trying to slow it down. I think he was because he's like what well, he announced his like final garden show yeah. over the summer or something. So I don't. And I mean the single release that, that's crazy. I don't know. That's wild. Anywho, um, so switching to the song, um, if it's love, uh, it's obviously a love song, right? No way. Yeah, who would have thought? But it's actually about Pat's love for the fan base. Which is kind of cute, but it can also be taken as like a, you know, a partner kind of love song, um, which I think is fun. But, you know, he wrote it with the intent of kind of being a a love letter to the fans, which is which is maybe to rock, maybe to his son. It's funny to think about him being named after like a rock, (laughs) like not like of like the rock music. This is my son, rock. One day, He's as dumb as a rock. I was just strolling through the park, and I just saw this the most beautiful rock. And you know, when wife was pregnant at the time, we were trying to think of names, and then it hit me, rock. rock. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, it's it's kind of cute when artists like include a little love letter to yeah. the fans and, and albums and show their appreciation in that way because then like in a live experience when they play this song it's it's got to feel like nice for them and very rewarding for them to just have that like you know have the fans like sing those words back to them yeah especially if the fans don't know that it's like for them right because it's mm-hmm. kind of like aha you think this is just a general love song but it's like 
you know, the way that the band feels about you. Um, I think that's kind of a, a fun experience. Mm-hmm. That's personally. cute. Yeah. Um, the music video for the song, fun fact, you want to take a guess at who it was directed by? Well, I already read it, so I can't take a guess. <sighs> You 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 never you never look at the computer I'm at the sorry. show notes. But today she's she's looked at all. Of, she's she's spoiled all the surprises. I can't ask her any I'm trivia sorry. questions. I'm sorry. It's right at my face today. And it's really not. It's in the same location as always. But today, for some reason, you just you've got the wandering. You got the faraway eyes today. I suppose. Sorry. Um, but yeah, Pete Wentz directed this music video. Oh, I didn't know it's he so was... so strange. I didn't know he was being... I know he, like, directed some of the Fall Out Boy stuff, but yeah. not Train <laughs> in 09. <laughs> so that had been, like, just after Folly Ado. Pete's like, yeah, let's go direct some Train music videos. Well, maybe he thought he was, like, gonna get into that because, like, they were taking their hiatus. That's and right. maybe he's like, he's like, oh, no, I'm a director. Yeah. Definitely could... never gonna go back and be in Fall Out Boy again. Yeah, because he also became, like, super big in... Um, fueled by ramen, right? Like he became like big businessman for. Well, wasn't his? Is it? Wasn't it his the whole time? I think so, but I think like at that point it was like, oh, I have more time to dedicate to mm. like the business side, but then also, mm. I guess, directing train music videos. Um, so you know, this song actually also made them tied for the second most chart topping, having the second most chart topping singles. Um, in history for the adult top 40 chart. Um, so they tied their position with a band called Daughtry. Uh. Eh. And um, one of our faves, Matchbox 20. So shout out, Rob. Yeah, I, I mean, we talk about it a lot, but a double bill with Train and Matchbox 20 would slap. Yeah, that would. The mums <laughs> would be hype. I'm not crazy, I'm just a little. The pit would be wild. I'm finna be in the pit. I finna be in the pit. <laughs> wild. Um, and all of those bands trail, of course. Nickelback. <laughs> um, single generating machines. Um, Nickelback. So. What's your favorite Nickelback song? Um, dang. What I mean, I think like Rockstar is like a. It's up there. It's awesome. Um, ah, let's let's look at a list of of Nickelback's discography, shall we? Um, there used to there was this one Nickelback song. It was kind of obscure that they played um, at the line dancing place. Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. But it was a fun line dance. Um, Burn it to the ground is really good. Um. So yeah, I would say Rockstar. not the 2020 remasters. They remastered <laughs> one of their albums in 2020. They said we got nothing better to do. Let's remaster this album. So um, yeah, I would say either Rockstar or Rockstar um, slaps. If you say that you don't like it, like you are lying. Like like you can't pretend it. Does, it's the not numbers awesome. back it up. Okay, that's all I'm saying. The numbers, the numbers don't lie. And they they spell disaster, disaster for, for you. you. At listening to Nickelback. See, Nick Joe, the numbers don't lie. So, um, yeah, the train's only behind Nickelback with that regard, but they still have, you know, the opportunity. I feel like train's not done. They could probably mm-hmm. release another album or two that could really appeal to the masses. So mm-hmm. maybe they can they can take the number one spot. Um, things I love about the song: uh, the drum sound is phenomenal. Love the drum parts. Love the drum groove. 
um, it's goofy. It's got like lots of obscure '90s and 2000s references, and um, Pat likes to do that thing. It's not rapping. It's more just like stream of consciousness, but it rhymes. You know, a little mm-hmm. bit more poetic in that regard. I mean, I I think I probably said this in the other episode, but I think Pat Monahan is um, one of the best songwriters maybe ever, at least of the 21st century. Um, That's the man can put so many words into a song and it can sound so good mm-hmm. he can it doesn't s- it doesn't ever sound too busy no but he's stuffing story into every song it's like a thanksgiving turkey man he's mm-hmm. stuffing it um but the harmonies are great um i always love it when we put it on the song or if it comes on the radio and Em's just so talented with the harmonies, and so she, her voice really meshes well with 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 Pat's on on those harmonies. Oh, so. thanks. Um, and then you know I like the dual purpose of it. You know, we you could use it as like a partner love song, but it's also you know for the band's like gratification of their fans. So it's it's a fun song overall. But what's your lady take? I mean, I've loved this song for a long time. It's a great one. Um, um, I think it's very sweet. Um, when I hear the song, I think about, I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember this, and it could be one of those things that's like an amalgamation of memories, and I think it's one time, but I remember one time, um, you came to visit me in Tuscaloosa, and we were gonna leave the next day, and we like went driving around at night. We used to do that, it was like a, you know, oh, the trip's kind of over. Oh, the worst. I know. Because I would always start crying, but we were listening to it, and it was sweet, and you went to go get gas. I remember this, you know. Yeah. You know, ruined a moment with getting gas. Yeah, you did pull over to get gas. That's better than having gas. I might have preferred you having gas. That would have been funny. I don't know. (laughs) Um, You know what what they say, you know, doesn't pay rent. It's got to go. You know, got to let it out. you and Tommy say. (laughs) Um, So what's your, what's your, that's a, that's a fond memory. I like, I like that. Um. But what's what's your everyday jam this week? Um, I'm gonna throw it back um, as my day list suggestion with the amount of 1975. Um, with like how cold it's been, I've, I don't know. I've been like listening more like 1975 vibes. So I'm gonna say as I did um, maybe about a month and a half ago. I had if you're t- whenever we whenever we talked about the 1975, um, I had if you're too shy, let me know. It's my everyday jam. I'm gonna. I'm going to say that again. Bring it back. Cool. Now let's do our major minor chords, which is the segment in which we talk about our respective high and lows of the week. I'll start. My, okay, yeah, my start. minor uh, is I don't really have a lot on my current jams playlist right now. Um and I always feel like those are confusing times for me because, like, Who I, don't, am I? I don't. Right, literally, I, I start to have like a little bit of a, you know, mental kind of block because um, I don't want to remove anything that's on it because there's not a lot on it. But at the same time, I don't really want to listen to what's on it. Mm. Um, so send me some music. Um, and that would be great. Thanks. Um, but major, I would say. I've been keeping up with my running, with my my half mm-hmm. marathon training plan. Um, the first like real real big challenge was last week of eight miles, and I did it with like no no issues. Um, and even the next day there was like minimal pain, um, and so like 
I think with the combination, like I've been trying to sprinkle in a lot of hills and like I've been trying to like play around with like speeds and paces and whatnot and try to do intervals. And so like, I feel, I feel at least in my heart, like really strong. Um, you know, I still get in some like knee pain, some shin pain every once in a while, but like, as far as like the endurance goes, like, I feel like my body can do it a little bit easier than, than the last time I did it. So I'm, I'm very optimistic about, um, the race that I've got on St. Patty's day. Yeah. So, well, that's great. Um, you know, if y'all want to support Mr. Mike, um, and really support the Red Cross, I'll yes. put the link in the description. I, I will be running the New York City out. Half Marathon um, on the Team Red Cross, um, the American Red Cross. So um, help me support a great cause. And, um, you know, well, it's it's a great time. Um, we'll we'll you, make a whole separate you, video for that day, too. Yeah, if, if you if you donate, we'll shout you out on the pod. Shout you out on the pod. Um, for every $5 you donate, you can decide a song that I listen to while I run the actual race. Um, so just just holla holla, and uh, we will uh, holla holla back at you. <laughs> so. um, I've realized my minor chord, which, you know, it's a good thing that it's not that serious, but... Um, I tried to use our popcorn air popper last night, and it doesn't work. That's not true. It popped a whole bowl. It did what it was supposed to. Um, the the think, popcorn is gross. Well, n- well, I think we just need different seasoning. I think we just need to... It, it's not all... Not all hope is lost. It just we didn't have a good first experience. We will course correct and get back to you. Well, okay, so the popcorn didn't taste good, but then after doing it once, I put more popcorn kernels in it to do it again because I wanted a sweet popcorn and a savory popcorn and I was going for the sweet one and it just started blowing out all of the kernels I'm I'm sure there was some error on my part I don't know what it was because I can read and I read the instructions um and it didn't work we'll we'll try again we'll try to use like you can try again I'm not touching it or I'm gonna try with like the non-healthy stuff like I'm you know we got the little Orville sprinkle shakers whatever um but like I really want to try the like like I want to melt some butter like pour it on it kind of thing like movie theater like bring it on because I I think it's going somewhere we just are novices when it comes to using a machine such as this I guess so Nothing can help. I really love the Orville Redenbacher um, microwave kettle corn, and I don't know if anything can compare to it. Um, but anyways, my major chord is that we're 100 days from the wedding. Less than now. By the time of this episode, it'd be 96. Exciting. So if you're listening today, we are 96 days away from getting married, which is awesome. Which is crazy. Yeah, I've been like, finalizing a lot of details. Yeah, we're taking off so many boxes. We're being very... Um, very proactive and getting a lot of stuff done and we're I mean, also Mike's been doing his running of course um and I've been you know trying to keep up I've been filling my rings every day doing she's been very active in the Pilates realm I do lots of Pilates with Apple Fitness Plus um but it has been making me very sore um because I've been doing it like four to five days a week for like months now but I've been doing it every single day at least 20 minutes every single day and it is hard so <laughs> i'm a little um sore but i do think I'm, i think i'm firming up she's getting real strong 
No more, no more putting cut muscles. She's she's got real ones. She's got she's got real muscles. She's gonna put Arnold Schwarzenegger to to shame <clears throat> the the governor. So anyway, good stuff. Um, I w- I would also say a, a major of we've we've been doing this thing. Emma bought this like little whiteboard, put it on the fridge, and it's like been our our weekly goals kind of checklist. Um, and it's been fun. It's been like a little game to, you know, to, I'm very much a to-do list person. Like every time I go into work, I've got like my to-do list for the day. I'm like very much like a cross off kind of guy. Um, and so I think, I think it's, it's helping us. Yeah. It's nice to have that at home too. Um, and just to cause we say we're going to do stuff. We'll be like, Oh, we need to do this. We need to do that. And it's and like, we don't, we do, don't it. do it, but writing it down, you're going to do it. Right. And we've, we've been doing some of that stuff. Yeah. I'm like looking over there. I, I don't. You know, we accomplished everything from last week. We had some things that happened, uncontrollable things happen this week that prevent yeah. us from doing some of the other stuff. But um, next week you're going down. Going to get all of it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So um, let's head to our last segment of the episode, which is our honorable mentions, the songs that almost made the cut, um, or are of the similar theme or mindset of today's episode. Um, so first, um, another fantastic Train song. Um, go listen to Mermaid by Train. Beauty in the water. Second up on the list, um, I don't know if I've got like a hankering to like listen to one, once or would listen watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood since we've like mentioned it a couple times in the mm. in the past couple of episodes, um, and it's interesting that I mentioned this song because it's nowhere near that soundtrack of the album <laughs> or of the um, the movie, but it feels like it should be. Um, it's it's got kind of the the same vibe. Um, so go listen to Love the One You're With by Crosby, Stills, and Nash. But yeah, nowhere near that soundtrack. <laughs> I mean, like the movies, you know, takes place in 69. I'm pretty sure that album came out in like 1980. Like it's oh. nowhere near it. But it sounds like it should be okay I don't, it makes sense to me okay. so deal with it and last but not least um recently uh a man by the name of tallahassee pain aka t-pain blessed the earth with a cover album um and a live cover album at that i don't think anybody knew he was like up to this Mm-mm. or was like doing it he's but, just like, doing his own so he got a podcast he does like gaming streams dang. like the man is busy like all of a sudden, he's all over everything. It was like all over social media, like him covering a bunch of songs, and then there was like this album of him covering stuff, and it is just curious, but also just so funny to me that he covered "I Don't Want to Be" by Gavin DeGraw. Because that's the whitest culture. Gavin DeGraw is is white culture. But it sounds so yeah, good. It's good. <laughs> like he's got some choir backs him up too like some backup singers and like they my favorite part is that the backup sitters are or singers are sitting (laughs) backup they are backup sitters they're sitting down um but i mean whoa you know put some headphones on listen that it'll give you some chills it's good it tallahassee pain is talented so the t and t pain not only stands for tallahassee but also talent I don't want to be anything other than 
talent in pain. <laughs> Yay. Um, that's going to do it for us this week, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for liking, subscribing, um, doing all the engagement pieces, comments. Um, yeah. Give us more five-star ratings on Spotify. We'll be even better than Grind City Media. I know. We're, all right, again, stock's going up. You know, just, just you wait and see. Um, but appreciate the time and the listen and the follow and the subscription and the like and the comment. Um, we'll see you next week um, as we continue through February. <laughs>